All right, we're back. It is Friday, December 3rd. This is Brett Likes Football, and the New Orleans Saints are dead. Dead in the water, floating out to sea. They're completely toast. Sean Payton is finished, career over. Uh... That's all I got on that. Um, so Cowboys 27, Saints 17, Thursday night football. Dak Prescott didn't really look too impressive. He hasn't been impressive in a few weeks. So I think he's definitely out of the MVP conversation. And I'm going to do a little MVP talk. Do a little recap of Thursday night. A little preview. And then I want to just talk about the... NFC and AFC playoff pitchers because they're just very weird. Um, so yeah, Cowboys, they get the W. It's wasn't super pretty. Um, they even gave up a late touchdown. Um, CeeDee Lamb looked incredible. What did he have? He had seven for 89. He had like a huge 25 yard catch, uh, in the first half, and that sort of lit the fire. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is hurt, although he did have more carries than Tony Pollard. 13 to Pollard 7. Uh, Pollard went off. He had that long 60-yard run touchdown where he just took off. And um, that definitely opened the game wide open for for Dallas. Um, Dalton Schultz had five catches, 43 yards. Amari Cooper had one huge catch. And then he had one one short one, so he looked kind of a little off. He just had COVID, um, and I think it maybe might have affected him a little more than what I've seen with other players because he looked a little lost. But Michael Gallup looked great. He had that big touchdown catch in the corner. He's very good at that. Very good at just, you know, those little, like, fades to to the top corner where uh, Dak is good at putting the ball there. So credit to Gallup on that touchdown. Um Dallas is 8-4. and four. They're well into the playoff picture. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win the division. But I think they're just kind of, I don't know, I guess wonky, funky, whatever word you want to say. It just seems that the offense is just a little off maybe. I mean, like CD's great. I think Tony Pollard is good. Zeke is clearly not 100%, not right. But, like, to me, Prescott isn't, you know, at that MVP level that he was week one, two, three, where everybody was like, oh, it's comeback season. He's going off. So I think he's just far removed from that conversation now. Um, on the Saints side, we got to see the 42, between 40 and and $90 million man, Taysom Hill. And yeah, he's not a good quarterback. Um, I'm curious if his contract has a clause like how many rushing yards he gets because they might as well just use him at running back like he had 11 carries for 101 yards led the team led all rushers I mean I know he hurt his finger and then they zoomed in they showed they put a splint on it and he kept playing um I mean is that how bad they just didn't want to play Trevor Simeon I mean I guess but his quarterback stats not good 19 for 41 260 yards he did throw two touchdowns, but he had four picks. Um, bad, 
I mean, just bad. He's not a quarterback. And um, I've said this before. I've said it to a couple people in the last couple years that he just doesn't really seem like a quarterback. And in fantasy football terms, like, he could be the ultimate player because last season he was like a weird, he was like QB slash tight end slash running back slash wide receiver. So you can put him in the flex and he was playing quarterback. And that's annoying because he will stack up points as a quarterback because he's just rushing the ball so much. And it almost worked. Uh, credit to Dallas's defense for making the adjustments. Dan Quinn with the backwards hat. Um, they cut to him on the sideline a ton because McCarthy was out. McCarthy, I believe, tested positive, so he was not at the game. Um, so Dan Quinn on the sideline. Um looking radical with the backwards hat. Uh, He was obviously the Falcons coach for maybe 10 years, it feels like, and I believe his record was like sub-500. He's a big defensive guy, so it makes sense that he's a defensive coordinator, and it makes sense that the Cowboys' defense is good, Um, and they got some studs. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, ninth interception, ninth interception, ninth. He's a rookie. It's week 12 or 13. Yeah, 13. So that's crazy. I mean, he is definitely at that Dion level, like in terms of this season, especially like he's crazy. It's going off. If there's a pick, if the Cowboys get a pick, 100% chance it's it's Diggs. And um, he also had a couple punt returns. Um, he's a big star. And uh, Micah Parsons, he's the first round pick. Um, he's ridiculous. I knew he was going to be ridiculous from when I was watching the draft and his highlights, and he's very special. Like, he's all over the field. He's a lot like Devin White for the Tampa Bay Bucks, but he's bigger and maybe a little stronger and scarier. So Michael Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, um, Dallas' defense is pretty legit still. So that's all they got there. Um, So let's do preview Sunday's slate. It is week 13, um, not great, not a, not, not a lot of great matchups, a lot of favorites. Um, yeah, so let's just run through an order. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in Atlanta. We're playing the Falcons, uh, favored by minus 11. The line is probably so big because of how they played against the Colts, um, I imagine. The Falcons kept it pretty close the last time we played. It was like a... Um, a very close game up until the fourth quarter, I think, where I think Brady threw three touchdowns to Evans in the second half. So um, hopefully that happens again. Hopefully this is easy for Tampa. Um, I think there's a lot of questionable guys. I think I think Carlton Davis is supposed to possibly come back. Uh, Murphy Bunting has looked decent. Um, not Obviously not great, not up to par. I said that on the last podcast that he's kind of iffy with the pass interference calls but um we shouldn't have trouble the Falcons stink Matt Ryan stinks uh Cordell Patterson's very good so basically I think he's their only hope to not only win but to also just give the Bucks a lot of problems on defense um I like the Bucks 11 is a lot of points but you know that's the that's the deal uh, I do want to touch on so Antonio Brown, um, I think Mike Edwards as well, both 
suspended indefinitely for two for three games. And uh, it was the fake vaccine card, or I think they just said that they, it was unclear. Oh, oh, the word was misrepresenting the vaccination status. So it's a COVID violation, um, and it's an NFL, NFLPA uh, discipline action. Uh, this is a serious matter, so I'm not surprised. I'm not really upset by any means. Antonio Brown hasn't played in like seven weeks anyway. He's supposed to come back last week, and then it was announced that he's out of two more weeks at least with the ankle. And now it's just like, yeah, like I'm not surprised. It is what it is. Like we all know if you watched Hard Knocks, if you're a Raiders fan, if you're a Steelers fan, even if you're a Patriots fan, you know about Antonio Brown, and you know about at any day – you could see Shefty tweeting a new story. Antonio Brown, you know, blows up something with fireworks or does something crazy or domestic dispute or whatever. So not really surprised. Uh, we move forward without A.B. And, um, yeah, hopefully Tampa gets the win. Uh, to keep on that A.B. stuff, I do hope we can get him back in a few weeks and – get that ball rolling for the playoffs because we're likely not going to get the bye. We're eight and three. We'd really have to basically win out and hope green Bay, you know, makes mistakes and loses. And I don't think they're going to, cause I think they're very good. Um, and they're on bye this week. So, but yeah, to win the super bowl, I think the bucks do need Antonio Brown. Um, and we need the defense to be a hundred percent. So, all right, enough about Tampa. Uh, let's see. The Cardinals are in Chicago playing the Bears. This one is Arizona by 7.5. Not sure if Kyler Murray is playing or Hopkins. Um, yeah, they're questionable, so this could be the game they're back. Uh, I feel like they might sit out just because it's the Bears, and I'm pretty sure Justin Fields isn't playing, so Andy Dalton... Uh, yeah, I mean, the Cardinals should take it to them. Seven and a half is decent if you can get it. Um, I think the Cardinals win this easy. The Bears are just a disaster. Injuries piling up. You know, Justin Fields not playing. Andy Dalton looked like garbage against the the Detroit Lions. So, yeah, wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals win by 14 or 20. Um, we got the Chargers against the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favored by three. Um, they're seven and four. The Chargers are six and five. So this could very well be like a, like a, I wouldn't say loser leaves town, but more like a, like, like let's prove it game. Like Cincinnati thrashed the Steelers. And, you know, people are saying like, oh, they're back after they went on that super hot run to, start the season and then they kind of slowed down and now it's like oh they're definitely back blah 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 like I mean I I don't know I don't know if I like that um I just feel like the Chargers can do weird stuff like Eckler can score a couple touchdowns even though he did like absolutely nothing last week I could see Mike Williams catching a 60-yard touchdown and I can see the Chargers defense even stepping up a little bit, but uh, I don't know. 
I guess I'll take the Bengals. I'll take the Bengals to take the three points. If the Chargers win, it's going to be weird, and it's going to be by, like, one or two. So, um, yeah, I like the Bengals. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings head up to the winless Detroit Lions. Uh, Vikings, I've said it, they don't play normal games, so let's see what happens. They're favored by only 7.5. I feel like it should be 10, but, you know, what are you going to do? You're in Detroit. You should smash them. Detroit almost won on Thanksgiving. It was close. We lost by two. They covered. So, I mean, yes, they're 0-10-1, but, I mean, anything can happen, right? But this should definitely be the, like, monster Mattinson game. Also, I expect Justin Jefferson to have a big game. I do like the rookie, or he's not a rookie. Uh, I can't remember his name. From Ohio State, the corner that um, Detroit has. I think he's good. So it's like, if he's on Jefferson, he might be able to shut him down, you know, for the majority of the game. But they're going to shift him around, and they're going to move Thielen, and uh, Kirk Cousins should easily get this done. And, um, yeah, I like the Vikings. Easy. We got the New York football Giants in Miami against the Miami Dolphins, uh, who are rolling. And I think they continue to roll. They are favored by five. I think Miami wins this game. I think they're they're on a run. The, the defense has really stepped up. Xavier Howard taking that leadership role. Kiko, all these guys doing you know doing football stuff. And I like Miami to be five hundred by Christmas. And then I like them to maybe sneak in the playoffs. Maybe sneak in the playoffs. Like they're in the hunt. They're five and seven. The Giants are four and seven. The Giants they beat the Eagles ugly, ugly win last week. Uh, it was more like the Eagles lost that game than the Giants won that game. And I just don't think they have it. Like the wide receivers are hurt. Galladay was back last week, but Danny Dimes is shaken up. I know he practiced, but like I don't know. I think the Dolphins get it done. Uh, Miami on that one. We got the Eagles. Going up to New York against the New York football Jets. Um, This should be easy for the Eagles. Like, they should have won last week. This is definitely like the, all right, now we're winning. They're favored by a touchdown. I love Philly. I think uh, Hurts runs all over them. I think Boston Scott runs all over them. I think uh, Devontae Smith gets a touchdown. Yeah. I uh I like Philly in this one. The Jets are a mess. Zach Wilson's a mess. He's ranked last, I think, on every analytical quarterback stat. Like he's dead last, and it's probably because he missed a bunch of games, and also he just he just is not playing well. I do like him, so hopefully, uh, I mean, I would just like to see him succeed a little more in the system with uh, Salah. Robert Salah and like the Jets because I like a couple of their skill guys and like I just think it'd be fun if the Jets could actually maybe build on something for a change so but yeah not this game I like Philly uh the Indianapolis Colts going to Houston they are favored by 10 uh they should kill the Texans this one will be quick Carson big Carson game big Jonathan Taylor game should happen I mean the Texans have one, 
recently against the uh, Titans, so you never know in this di- in the division thing. This could be a weird one. Uh, but I like Indy for sure. Indy by the points. Yeah, I like 10. 10's, 10's not 14, so um, like the Colts. Uh, the Washington football team going to Vegas to play the Raiders. This is definitely a weird game. This is definitely a, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen kind of a game. Uh, Derek Carr performed on Thanksgiving well. You know, can he keep that going? I don't know. His hair is a disaster. Uh, and basically for the Raiders, it's it's really just guys stepping up. You know, Hunter Renfro stepping up. Uh, Josh Jacobs is actually having a, a very statistically solid season, and he's had a couple, you know, little injuries here and there, and, you know, the the leaders are stepping up, and Carr put a lot of blame on himself for the rug stuff, for the Gruden stuff, just stuff that, like, is out of his control, so I feel like hopefully he's maybe put that to bed. Um, they're favored by one. I like Vegas. Uh, they're at home. And I think Washington is, you know, they got good skill guys, but I don't know. I feel like this is a Raiders, you know, put up or shut up match. And, uh, yeah, I think they get it done. Um, I said it's not a great slate, man. God, these matchups. The Urban Meyer-led Jacksonville Jaguars go to Los Angeles to face the Rams. Rams by 13, I like the line. Honestly, if you can get 13, they should kill them. I mean, the Rams have been waiting for an opponent where that they can just let everything loose. They can start dropping bombs to Odell like they did last week. And, you know, Cooper Cup will probably have a monster game. And Jacksonville's defense is bad. And Trevor Lawrence is always running for his life. So I expect more of that with Aaron Donald uh, on the other side. So... Leonard Floyd and all these guys, and if they do that double corner blitz, Lawrence is going to get lit up, so yeah, I like the Rams, easy in that one, um, that's an interesting one, Baltimore Ravens uh, in Pittsburgh against the Steelers, and the Steelers are bad, um, yeah, defense can't really stop the run, but the Ravens, I just don't buy the Ravens. Like, they're a very ugly 8-3 and three team. I mean, yeah, it's the AFC, and the AFC is not very good right now, and it's clear for the Ravens, but I just don't, I mean, I, I'm just not buying them at all. And, like, Lamar looked awful, like, awful um, last week, and, like, the four picks, and, the, oh, man, they got no running back. You know, uh, I saw a video of Lamar, you know, doing reps in practice and that kind of thing. And it kind of looked like they were like outside, like uh, like in the street, like like it was Thanksgiving, you know, waiting for dinner. And your uncle's taking reps with all the cousins. And, and yeah, I know they're in first right now, but I don't know. I feel like the Ravens are not who we think they are, even though I do think they win this uh win this game. They're favored by four and a half, uh, four. I see four or four and a half. So I just think the Steelers are toast and it's just over and, you know, they're down bad. And speaking of down bad teams, uh, the Seattle Seahawks host the San Francisco 49ers. The Seahawks are a mess and it's just a 
tire fire situation with a very bleak, cloudy, Seattle-type weather over the tire fire. And it's raining, but, like, it's not putting out the fire. So the fire just is just burning. Uh, San Francisco is only favored by three. Cause maybe because of the division rival. Maybe Russ shows up against the Niners. He might have a history there. But Pete Carroll is, like, 70 or 71. And he's under contract until, I believe, 2025. And then the GM is under contract until 2027. And it's like, yeah, they could fire these guys. But, I mean, they got no draft picks. They got no capital. I mean, they got wily skilled veterans in Wagner, Adams. I guess Adams. But they got Russell, DK, and Lockett. And it just doesn't make sense that these guys can't perform like Lockett is a stud DK is a big time stud and Russell Wilson Mr. Unlimited is you know he's good like he's a good quarterback like he's a proven good quarterback Super Bowl champ like he's good so I don't know if he's still hurt the hand something's wrong or maybe it's just that like feeling around the team that morale that like cloudy sort of a a dusty dusty like oh like guys we just don't have it anymore and they don't um so yeah I like the 49ers no Debo I believe Debo Samuel's not playing uh so but I think Elijah Mitchell's playing and I think I think San Francisco gets it done uh easy uh that's it for the day games the Sunday night game Broncos Chiefs this is going to be a big sort of like, hey, we're still here and we're, and we're the Kansas City Chiefs and we're still pretty freaking good. So, like, watch this and watch Tyreek Hill go off, Mahomes go off, Edwards Alaire is kind of breaking through now, now that he's healthy. So, Chiefs defense has stepped up. Um, I think the Broncos are kind of losing that luster from the Cowboys win. Um, they're on that roller coaster. I talked about that, that they just go, they play great and they play down and they play great. So that's just the NFL, but Kansas city by nine and a half. This one, I've liked a lot of the favorites. Like the slate is bleak and I like almost all the favorites. I think in this one, betting wise, I kind of like Denver, the points. Um, I did just say, you know, Mahomes will probably go off and blah, 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 but I, I, Denver might be able to stick around and get some late touchdowns and, you know, I like the Broncos, I think, to at least cover, not to win, nine and a half. Monday night, biggest game, um, probably the week, we've got to wait till Monday for it, let me look back, yeah, it's the biggest game for sure, it's the New England Patriots in Buffalo, play the Bills. I think they play the Bills again after this. This is the first time they're playing. And this is going to this is the true test for the Bills. Um if they win this, they're back to being tied with them in the division and and then they'll both be up towards the top of the uh AFC regardless, but you know, it's a big game. Both these teams are playing for the bye. I know the Ravens have it right now, but like I said, don't buy the Ravens. Um don't think they get it. I think it's one of these two teams. And um Buffalo's favored by two and a half, uh, probably because they're home. Uh, 
I'm not really sure what to make of this. I like the Patriots. I like the defense. I think the Patriots are the best team in the AFC right now. But I also think the division stuff means something here. And Buffalo's sort of back. Uh, they did lose to Tredavious White, uh, arguably their best player on defense, one of them, for sure. And that sucks, and that's a big loss. But, you know, you got to have that next man up mentality. Um, I think this is a close one. Uh, I think it could be high scoring, and it could it's either going to be high scoring or it's going to be very low scoring. It's one of the two. This has got like, you know, 14 and 14 to 13 or... Or 33 to 28, like something like that. So this is a tough one to call. Uh, I think I'm going to take New England. I think they're going to be able to pressure Allen. They're going to have to make adjustments. The Bills wide receivers are not good besides Diggs. He's really been the only wide receiver that has been consistent and really shown up for Buffalo. I know Sanders is out there, Cole Beasley. They're just not getting it done. And then on the running side of, with Buffalo, like Zach Moss was the feature back for a while. And then Singletary has had a couple games, but now it's Matt Breda all of a sudden. Now Matt Breda is the guy. So I don't know. Um, I think Judon gets at least two sacks. And yeah, I think the Patriots get this one. But, uh, but I think it's close. Um, all right. Um, Let's shift to the standings really quick. Yeah, AFC, Baltimore's in first. Like I said, I don't buy it. New England in second, 8-4. and four. Tennessee is in third. They're 8-4. and four. I don't buy them. I think they're going to definitely lose a few more before the end of the season. Not saying they're not a playoff team, but they just don't have it without Henry, A.J. Brown. I mean, injuries just suck, and they've... You know, they got the worst of it right now. So Kansas City, 7-4, and four, Cincinnati, 7-4, Buffalo, 7-4, and four, and that pretty much rounds it out. The rest of the teams are quote-unquote in the hunt. Um, so the Ravens are the one seed. Then you got the Bills. Or no, 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 it should be the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. And... Um, So Ravens would get the bye, and then the Pats would play the Chargers right now, which could be any number of teams. It could be the Chargers. It could be the Bengals. Um, Vegas or Denver. Man, I'm thinking it's going to be the Chargers. Probably. Probably the Chargers. So, New England's going to take it to the Chargers. Then we got Buffalo playing Tennessee. That works out for Buffalo. Good for them because that would be a great, easy first game. And then Cincinnati, Kansas City. And uh, that's probably the toughest matchup. Um, Come playoff time, I think it could be two different teams than what they are right now. But if Kansas City's rolling like they are, then, yeah, I could see them taking that. Um On the NFC side, we got Arizona is the current one seed because they have the one less loss. Um, I think Green Bay is going to finish the one seed. 
and I think Tampa Bay will finish the two seed. But so Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa, Dallas, the Rams, San Francisco, and right now it's Washington football team, and then Minnesota, Atlanta in the hunt. Also, I mean Philly, Carolina, and New Orleans are still kind of there. I mean you can't really write them off yet. So who knows who's going to be that last seed that's going to get hopefully Tampa Bay. Um, but right now, as it sits, Green Bay is going to play Washington. Tampa Bay will play San Francisco. That's very tough. Uh, and then the Rams-Cowboys, which that would be awesome. Um, but as it sits, yeah, I, I think Green Bay gets the one seed. I think Tampa's two. I think Arizona's three. And then it stays Dallas-Rams, San Francisco. And then I think Minnesota's going to sneak in there. Washington's not. Just strength of schedule alone. I think Minnesota's going to crush Detroit and, you know, use that momentum to get it going. Yeah, so that's a bit of the playoff picture. We're still a little early, but it's really shaping up um, at the top. And then it's really tight, both conferences at that bottom of the tree. Six and five, five and seven, five and six. I mean, a lot of teams still in it. Um, so that wraps up preview, a little playoff talk. Um, I listened to some NFL stuff about the MVP race. Uh, I already talked a little bit about it. Prescott is clearly out. Kyler Murray hasn't played in weeks. He's out. So really it's just now, it's just Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And the Bucks have an easier schedule to finish the season. So they could theoretically win out, get the number one seed. Brady gets the MVP, 44 years old. And, I mean, yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, like I'm wearing a Tom Brady jersey. I wear a Tom Brady jersey every day. I sleep in it. You know, people know. (laughs) But realistically, I think Green Bay finishes it out, and I think Rodgers gets the back-to-back MVPs. He has just been on such a tear the whole Diva offseason, the whole COVID stuff, the, you know, the agreement that's kind of weird that, like, if you finish out the season, we'll trade you, or will we? We don't know. Um, All the storylines, all the stuff, and he's still balling out of control. Balling out of control. I mean, he beat... Did he beat Arizona with no Devontae Adams, no Valdez Scantling? All he had was fucking Randall Cobb, and he went out there, and they beat the Cardinals? Like, that's, I mean, that's just crazy. Like, the Bucks aren't playing at this level right now that Green Bay is defensively, offensively. I mean, they're close offensively, but no. I think the Packers end up getting the one seed in the NFC, Rodgers MVP, and then we'll see come playoff time what really happens because that's when that's when things get real things change and um yeah so uh that's it for the NFL talk I want to touch briefly there was a bunch of Premier League in the middle of the week this week um I just want to talk about my club Chelsea they won 2-1 uh it was a very stressful 2-1 it was at Watford, look, Watford 
although they were promoted this season, look, they're no slouch because they've, they whooped on United. They've whooped on Everton. You know, they've had crazy, crazy matches this season. So I was nervous and I had right to be nervous. We, we, you know, just inched out the win, but I think the subs were, were too late again. This is the second Premier League match in a row where our subs are just too late. We need to get them in early. We need to try to change the shift in momentum and position earlier. Um, we got the Mason Mount goal to start. That was beautiful. They tied it up right before the half. Um, there was also a delay in the match, too, that was kind of weird. That probably helped Chelsea. A fan needed uh, medical attention in the stands, so they stopped play. They did what they could for the fan. And then they sorted it all out. But we were looking real soft. They were looking terrible, terrible to start. Watford had three corners in the first few minutes. Uh, they had two chances and goal. And it just, could, it just can't go that way. Like You can't just let a team come in uh, and just dominate you like that to, to start the game. You fall flat. You give up a goal. Everything changes. You have to make adjustments. It stinks. Um, Hakim Ziyech, who, he's a very up and down, interesting player. Uh, he's incredibly skilled, talented, all that stuff. I had very high hopes for him when we bought him from Ajax. And he is a right winger, left footed. Those are basically my favorite guys. Um, and he gets the goal and, you know, thank goodness we won, we got it, whatever. It could have gone completely south. He could have made a mistake and conceded a goal because he's that up and down of a guy. Um, so, I mean, moving forward, I think we play West Ham Saturday, early game. Not sure what's going to happen. Um, West Ham have been playing good but have dropped a couple games recently. So, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we move forward and get the win. Um Liverpool crushed Everton. I watched some of that. The biggest game was United-Arsenal, which was super entertaining. Um, so I just want to talk about that quickly. Uh, so Fred, the midfielder, Brazilian midfielder, he, on a corner play, ball's coming in from the corner, he kind of swiped and kicked at the United goalie, David De Gea's leg, and De Gea goes down. Uh, the whistle was blown, I think, but it was his own man, Fred, who hit De Gea, so play shouldn't have stopped, but all the players basically took a pause. Ball gets headed over to Emil Smith-Rowe, Arsenal youngster, and he cracks a slammer right into the back of the net, and De Gea's just on the ground, and... They went to VAR, turned out, yep, it's a goal. Uh, I hadn't really seen anything like that before, so I wanted to talk about it. And, I mean, that just was really summing up United's whole season. These past, you know, few weeks, they just, like, they make these mistakes. The midfield looks bad. But, of course, when they played Chelsea, Fred looked unbelievable. Um, Go figure. Um, he's like Hakeem Ziyech. He's like one of those guys. Um, 
Fernandez gets a cheeky goal. Arsenal's defense kind of falls flat, doesn't make any moves. Uh, Thomas Partey looked awful. He was a midfielder for Arsenal. Um, start the second half, Odegaard had a big goal on like a great little counter play, and it's tied up, and then uh, Odegaard ends up conceding the penalty. Ronaldo doesn't miss penalties. Ronaldo gets the pen. Um as well as the 52nd minute goal, um, right before the Odegaard goal, Ronaldo scored a nice little tap in, uh, Penaldo as some like to call him. And, um, this was the best game. We got some Saturday matches, already said Chelsea West Ham, but, um, yeah, that's a quick little Premier League recap. Uh, Chelsea is still top of the table with 33, City 32, Liverpool 31, West Ham 24, Arsenal in 5th. Um, with 23, had they won, they would have jumped to fourth, um, Tottenham in sixth, Man United in seventh, so this is the big seven, as it is right now, West Ham have been playing great, I could see them going on a skid, uh, Leicester, City, Leicester City have not been playing well, typically they're up here in the mix, um, other than that, everybody's pretty much right where they're supposed to be, Newcastle, in last, Norwich and Burnley all in the danger zone. So, yeah. Um, the slates don't look great this week for Saturday or Sunday. But, um, yeah, maybe watch some college football Saturday because there's some incredible conference championship matches. So that's my little piece of advice for this weekend. Um, other than that, everybody have a good one. Um, go Bucks.